My options growing up as a kid were to be a lawyer. Everyone wants you to be a doctor. Everybody wants you to be a businessman like my father or a lawyer. So those are my three options. I don't like stats. You know, I didn't like studying for economics and stuff like that. Mind you, like if I applied myself, I knew I could do well, but I just wasn't really hungry for it. But I always loved food. For whatever reason, my bro's not here anymore, okay? And I'm not telling you this for pity or anything like that, but he passed away in 2006. I was 21 at the time. And I realized that life is short. Anything can happen any second. It was at that point that I decided to start pursuing my dreams, okay? And that's why I went to culinary. 2007, 2008, I thought I knew what I was doing. I still kind of think I know what I'm doing. But back then, trust me, I didn't. But I knew I had to get into the food space. And I didn't know where it was gonna take me. I didn't know what was gonna happen. Hey, what's up? This is Chef Noel Cunningham, your Jamaican chef. Welcome to What's Cooking with Chef Noel, the podcast that dishes on the food and beverage industry and the entrepreneurial spirit and everything relevant to being a chef. If you love to cook or eat, this is a show for you. What's Cooking with Chef Noel, witty, real and informative. Hey my people, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of What's Cooking with Chef Noel. I know it's been a while, it's been some time, but we are back. Thank you guys so much for listening over the past few weeks. I see the numbers going up, up, up. I like that. Keep sharing, keep reposting, and yeah, remember to always leave your review, like, and share. Yeah, so this week joining us is Chef Devan Rajkumar, one of our very own top chef here in Toronto. He is driven by his desire and ambition to be the best in the business. And he's Canadian, of course, and he has no boundaries when it comes to culinary exploration. Chef Devan is on a mission to create food worth sharing that modernizes the craft traditions and taste of east and west indian cuisines whether that means you know owning the role of food expert on city line traveling abroad to gain more experience and share his craft appearing as a judge on food network canada's fire masters developing signature soups with memo foods international or hosting pop-ups with chef pairs both locally and internationally then you can find him and he's here this week to tell us about his culinary journey, how he got started, where, why, when, his inspiration, and what he's up to. But most of all, we're going to zoom in a bit on mental health for the culinary industry. And he's sharing some details. So never before heard or seen details. So you don't want to miss this interview. All right? Stick and stay. Hi, I'm Devin Rajkumar, and today we're in my own kitchen where I'm gonna be sharing an incredible recipe with you. It's a spaghetti squash with chorizo sausage using Classico's Reserva Puttanesca sauce. First thing, we have our spaghetti squash cooked perfectly. Slice the onion, chorizo sausage. I like spicy food at home, so I'm gonna add a little bit of chili flake. And this is where all the magic's gonna happen. Super simple, no preservatives. My whole house is filled with this beautiful aroma. This is one way to bring restaurant quality food right to your home.
Alrighty, so the boss himself, the long overdue. <laughs> yeah, you hear him laughing already? So, he's in <laughs> Chef Dev in the building. Hey, bro, what's up? Thank you so much for having me, Chef. It's been a minute. We've been wanting to do this, so honored yeah. to be here. Yes, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> so, of course, you know, I've been scrolling through the Instagram and I came across this Chef Dev and I see you with my boy Adrian and I'm like, okay, this one of the chefs to follow, one of the chefs to know. And of course, we're connected. That's it, bro. Yeah, yeah, hustling with Adrian for a little bit. We were cooking out in Turks and Caicos a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, Toronto's a very small industry. So, you know, once you have a good vibe and you're humble and you work hard, very quick that you meet other chefs on the same path. Toronto's a beautiful community of, uh, of chefs and cooks. And we kind of all know each other. You know? Yeah, so yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And I love that. And I love when we as chefs can come together. But for you, how did this all start and where? Man, chef, always obsessed with food since I was a kid. And, you yeah. know, the kind of kid who was following my mom around the kitchen. Um, you know, my dad, very successful businessman, very, very successful executive. And growing up, uh, you know, law, medicine, yeah. business. These are the roots that you take. These are the yeah, paths that will make your parents proud. But uh, I was always just really into food. But I, I didn't really have the foresight. Like, as a kid, I didn't really think that I could pursue something I was very passionate about. Um, things were kind of linear. They were black and white for me. So, I, you know, I went to school for business, this and that, messing around at Ryerson, at Laurier, blah, blah, blah. And then I finally went to culinary school about 12, yeah. 12 or 13, year, 13 years ago now. And okay. uh, I, never looked, I never looked back, man. Never as looked soon back. As I would, Bro, as soon as I went to culinary school and you get there and like the first day you're learning like stocks and yeah, sauces, stocks and knife skills and bro, sanitation, butchery, <laughs> sanitation. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're sitting there memorizing mother sauces yeah. and internal temperatures of meats and proteins. Start, I mean, bro. And, and, and I'm sure you were fascinated with making flames, right? <laughs> and flipping yeah. and flipping i mean what kid what kid doesn't like to play with fire actually i yeah. can't speak for everybody else but yeah i like to play with fire yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I, for, like for me i used to love see those chefs making the fire the flame hop until i learned that and you tilt the pot and you know flipping and flipping this stuff in the pot you know those are always a chef thing you know growing up i yeah. used to watch a lot of cooks on tv like walk with yen um, a big inspiration for me, I was a teenager, was Emeril Lagasse. Yeah. Um, he's a chef that I would see on TV. And like the way that he made cooking so engaging and yeah. captivating, and it was very theatrical, it just really vibed with me, man. And I yeah. said, one day I want to be like this guy. Like you really got yeah. me into cooking uh, more, like more so than I was. And also with style of cuisine, it was a new style that was introduced to me, you know, like that Southern, that New Orleans, Southern. that that Louisiana kind of vibe. Yeah. So yeah, man. And was, he has personality it, yeah. too. And he has personality too that sells the food. Major. Per He's such yeah. a character, man. So he had a big influence on me, but I was always just drawn to food. And yeah. uh, I'm just grateful to be where I'm at to make it a career, you know? And in terms of you were born and raised in Guyana or? Born, I know I know it's hard to tell sometimes the way yeah. I talk, right? But yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was born in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. This past November when I went to Guyana, that yeah. was my 10th trip there film chef dev taste Guyana yeah. on youtube and let's talk about Oompa. you know always where the art is and even though you were born in toronto you still rep you know guyana and let's talk a little about that what's that for you in terms of home the caribbean 
Yeah. Bro raised with a lot of Guyanese influence. And I'd yeah. be remiss if I didn't mention to you too, that I was raised with a lot of Indian East yeah. Indian influence, which is why these days I like to, you know, showcase and modernize East and West Indian cuisine as much as I can and cultures forward. Of course, West Indian culture, Caribbean culture, Guyanese culture is underrepresented. So that's why I put a little bit more effort there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I grew up in a home going to temple. I was raised Hindu, but I mean, I grew up in a home with dal and rice and duck curry, bacon, saltfish, pepper pot. These are all things that were ingrained. Palauri, bara, all these things were really ingrained into me growing up as a kid. There are things that all the family barbecues that I'd go to are, you know, my mom would constantly be cooking things like bhaji and okra and pumpkin and all these things yeah. that are so standard, Guyanese, seven curry kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what it was like for me growing up, going to family barbecues, going to i mean anytime our family hooked up with you know one of my dad's brothers or sisters there's duck curry you know and we just released uh, a yeah, guy style duck yeah. curry food is the center of every conversation everything that is you know and that's and that's a great thing about food and then also being a chef you're also being a part of these moments so right that's it bro food yeah. is absolutely a connector and it brings people to the table yeah. And the best time of uh the best time of the day is sitting at the table and getting some food man no yeah doubt. yeah so you're the only professional chef now in your family? like the pro. That's a good question, man. I yeah. mean, out of everybody in my family, I don't think anybody else is in the culinary industry. No. You know what? I have like uh, distant relatives. Like I believe my dad has a niece who runs like a roti shop kind of thing, yeah. but it's very distant. Like I'm yeah. not, I can't even tell you who yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm the only one in my family that took it as a curry because I think, you know, and I talk about this on an episode in a podcast, because growing up in the Caribbean, like nobody really wanted their child to become a chef. It must be a doctor, lawyer, teacher, something like that. Because, but I also learned later why, you know, as it relates to, you know, the slavery and serving and the masters and all these stuff. But also we have found that Food Network and all these, and us as chefs are now changing the game and bringing a lifestyle now to hit. Absolutely, Chef. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because further to your point about slavery, I mean, like the Guyanese, the East Indians, indentured servants, they that's indentured servants. They, they got brought to Guyana, I think it was in the 1850s in yeah. that time. And I believe that my parents and my dad would have probably thought, man, are you just going to be slaving behind a stove all day, all night for the rest yeah. of your life kind of thing? But you know, I really tried to approach this thing from a different angle, create a very dynamic workspace where, you know, I work for myself and every day I'm very grateful to say that I'm doing something different. One day I'm here with you, one day city line, you know, I'm, I start travel as soon as it gets cold and I can't wear this tank top. Yeah, yeah. I start traveling again. Yeah, so that. every day is a little bit different, yeah. you know, a little bit of pop-ups all over the city and stuff like that. But I know back in the day when I decided to go to culinary school, my parents were very supportive of me because nice. ultimately they saw me kind of spinning my wheels for a few years, not knowing what I wanted to do and not really focused and tapped in 100% or committed to something. So they were both supportive, but I think they were also like, man, it's going to be a rough career for you yeah. potentially, but uh, at least he's doing what he loves. Yeah. What was your breaking point into the industry? Because, you know, they often say, <laughs> oh, um, it's a male industry, but it can be a very hard one to break into. It's very competitive. It's very challenging. That's a good question, bro. I mean, yeah. I got some, qu I got the questions in for you, man. <laughs> man, this is a good question because yeah. I went to culinary school and in my third semester, I fast tracked at George Brown. So I did a 16 month program. It was yeah. four months per semester. So four semesters, 16 months, a year and a half. And then yeah. I basically in my third semester, 
I had to choose a restaurant to go to, to cook, to internship. And I think it was 24 hours a week I owed. So mm -hmm. all the kids in my class, anyone that's familiar to Toronto listening to this would know like Sassafras yeah. or Harbor yeah. 60 or North or all these different restaurants. That's where yeah. everyone's going, Origin, et cetera, et cetera. But I chose uh, to go to the Food Dudes. And the food dudes were tiny. We worked in the yeah. back of a kitchen in a club uh, in New Yorkville. The fifth chef to walk through those doors. Now the food dudes are a massive empire, yeah. massive catering empire, you know, food trucks and restaurants and so, and, and so much happening now. They even just opened up in Food Dudes yeah. Miami. But connecting with the food dudes really did a lot for my career. Um, I was there at a very important time, which is 2010, 2011, 2012, yeah. when they really started to explode. Yeah. And then from there, I went to, to be an executive chef at an appliance studio, actually, where I got to just play with fancy toys and do demos. And that's really what honed my skills for demos. I also want to mention that at, in 2012, I did not deserve that executive chef title. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy at the time. You know, I felt like a race car driver with all these logos and that and that title on me. But yeah, it took me it took me quite a few more years after that to really earn learn that title and to earn yeah. that title. Yeah. So I guess you learn more on the job, eh? Oh man, I mean, culinary school is one thing, but yeah, I think I think Bourdain said it best. He's like, people watch Food Network. And uh, they can't wait to get into a kitchen. And then you spend three months or six months in a basement breaking down octopus. And it's like, what the hell did I sign up for? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that does ring true. Like, I mean, you got to go get your ass kicked for a long time. And yeah. that's really where you learn. That's where you master things. And that's really where you get sharp sharper and stronger. In the kitchen stadium. In the, in ki the kitchen stadium. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because, you know, that's the real world. The culinary school only prep you for what's to come. And then you got to build on it. So some people think school you know taught us how to cook it's just a foundation and then you got to build on that and you always got to keep learning and be a sponge to suck that up. Yeah. yeah i mean culinary school i think one thing is you don't really learn how to cook on the fly i mean there's been yeah. many times where like you might have six or eight pans going at once and you might burn something and it throws off the whole thing and while you're thinking this how shits are hitting the floor i mean that's a that's a that's happened and that's a different uh that's a different type of ball game. I mean, culinary school can't, can only prepare you, prepare you for so much. I still do suggest people go. I, uh, people yeah. ask me, did you go? Uh, was it worth it? I do believe it's worth it. I do believe with George Brown, a lot of things I learned were dated. We're learning about quenelles and we're learning about a lot of things that, you know, you're like aspic jelly and stuff. Like you're not really yeah. making these types of things these yeah. days. You don't see it around. I think it's good to have that foundation though. I yeah. think that's really important. Yeah. But, but it still uh, needs some update. I agree with you. It still needs some updates. To be well, honest. I feel like that, that, and I feel like that's our job, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To change, to change that. All right, so you got your break and you've been doing stuff. So that's like 2013, 14, but no, like yeah. you're you're now on City Line, you're on Billboard in Dundas Square, <laughs> which I think is everyone in Toronto's goal, right? Yeah. And you know, the soup line. Um, you know, what's the chef, what's what it's called? Cooking with Chef Dev started in the pandemic. Uh, live, oh, Chef Dev at home. Chef Dev at home, yeah, yeah. And then live with Chef Dev. Oh, uh, see? Yeah, live with Chef, Chef Dev, yeah. which I'm going to have you on. I've done yeah. about 50. I'm doing one with uh, Jahan Powell. Yeah. Uh, cook, cook, cooking with Jahan. She um, is a really popular guy and he's chef on YouTube. So nice. on Instagram, we're going to go live. You mentioned City Line. City Line, I started filming in 2014. 2014. So I've been filming, yeah, we're 2022 now. So I've been filming that for a few years, man. Yeah. But it's a long time. That's a long time to be consistent yep. on any television show, you know? It's actually an interesting story. So I mentioned in 2012, I was cooking at the Lux Appliance Studio. Well, yeah. to make this story a lot shorter, the Lux Appliance Studio uh, had sponsored a kitchen 
uh, at a very fancy high-end mall in uh, North York. So I was doing demos there one day on a beautiful pro grand range from Thermador. Yeah. A really fancy piece of equipment. It cost back then it cost as much as a car, to be honest with you. So I'm doing demos there. And the owner of that store would go and show it was like a William Sonoma type store. He'd go on City Line and show the kitchen gadgets, uh, kitchen gadgets and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And he saw me doing a demo one day and he's like, Bro, I need to connect you with the producer. I mean, you're really good at this. And I think you you should get on City Line. And that opened a lot of doors for doors, me, man. I yeah. went and did City Line and I started with one segment and I've been doing two segments uh, per show. Yeah, ever since, bro, and I, and and City Line has been an amazing thing because it syndicates to, if I'm not mistaken, like eighty something million homes through the U.S. It's the longest, all over Canada. And so the longest, um, you know, daytime um show, right? For North, women, you have a yes. woman, yeah, in North America, and you know, Tracy yeah. Moore, and yeah. So I'm very popular with the women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's awesome, and even for, even like on my stats, but whether Facebook or Instagram, it's more women. Right there, you go. So there you go. yeah, it's more women. So you find that the females more attracts you know to the chefs and the cooking and the lifestyle than the male. And I wish, I wish honestly, more male would step up though and get cooking. I hear you, man, and I really try to inspire with my food and the recipes that I put up. Yeah. One thing I'm always trying to do is make food accessible and make recipes and dishes accessible. Yeah. I try to make it as simple as possible to recreate. Try to eliminate steps. Where I do that too. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it makes sense. I mean, if someone looks at a recipe that I do and and, and they feel like they can do it, yo, chef, the best feeling is posting something and then someone posts the their version of it the same day or eventually yeah. they post it. That's yeah. the best feeling because you taught something, you taught someone something new, and yeah. that's really what I want to do. I've been saying that for the longest while that um, it's like an artist, you know, performing and they hold the mic to the audience and the crowd is just singing. As a chef, when you recreate my dish and you do what I've done or you learn something new and I love that. Like you make my day, you make my week. Like just keep doing it, keep doing it. Yes, <laughs> me up. <laughs> yes, me up. Because exactly. it feel like I I'm doing my work and I feel like yeah, and it motivates us, right? Yeah, that's a really that's a major inspiration. Um, and and when you just said it motivates us, you just reminded me of something, which is during the pandemic. Yeah, when I was traveling around the world for a few months, I flew back March 15, twenty twenty. And uh, I was putting up a recipe per day just to stay yeah. busy and, and get people cooking. But it's really when people would reshare it and comment and I yeah. see the photos of them. That's really the biggest inspiration and motivation that I got to keep doing it, man. I keep doing it, yeah. Bro, bro days, there's days I don't want to film, stand in front of a camera and yeah. be all excited about food. And, it's a lot. You know, it takes a lot. Yeah. A lot. Everyone, has, everyone has bad days. Like There's yeah. some days where... You know, I just want to lay in bed. There's some yeah. days where I don't want to talk to anybody, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm allowed to feel that way, right? Yeah. But still, I knew it was impacting people, and I felt like I had a duty and an obligation. So I kept yeah. hammering those videos, yeah. bro. Because for me, I started like live cooking, like what's cooking with Chef Noel? Because I started this in 2016 on YouTube. But then when the pandemic hit, I used to do every Wednesday on this page called Jamaicans.com and then on my Facebook page. And I get like the views were good, the comments, the likes, the shares. Then persons were trying the dishes. And it also allowed me to be even more creative because now I have people expecting something at next level, people watching. I'm like, yeah, it, it push you. Absolutely. Man. We need that motivation at times. We need that motivation at times. We do. It's very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it keeps us creating and innovating and always trying to try, trying to step the game up and raise the bar, you know? Yeah, yeah. And always progressing. I know um, for the industry, I know the whole chef work comes with I would say some stardoms, being a celebrity, being famous, being this, is a lot at stake, right? In terms of you as a person, 
in terms of you as a brand, in terms of you got to keep up to standard. So follow me now. Follow me now, right? There's a lot of pressure. So let's talk about which most people don't talk about when it comes on to chef mental health. Yes, of course. It's a big problem in our industry because most people, they become alcoholic. They turn to alcohol because kitchen is hot. We don't eat properly most time. So you just turn to alcohol. Chefs are unhealthy. So many stuff happening. I mean, the culinary industry, both front of house and back of house, yeah. it's long hours. You're always standing. It's a very high pressure environment. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize how difficult it is to operate in a kitchen that's, you know, a high functioning kitchen. I mean, mentally and physically to remember everything that you have going on and to multitask, but then the physical aspect of being on your feet, yeah. lifting things, hot, bending over, hustling. Like I remember a lot of the kitchens I worked in, a lot of the events I'd done, I move as fast as I can. And you do yeah. that every day for as yeah. long as it takes. In the past, I resorted to substance. I resorted to alcohol, definitely. Um, I mean, after, I remember one restaurant I was working at, bro, I went in at 10 a.m. And some days I worked till 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but typically standard is 12 to 12, you know, midnight, yeah. uh, sorry, noon to midnight. And I mean, after you finish a service like that, after I finish a catering, three days I might be prepping for a catering for a hundred people or whatever that is. I mean, just get obliterated. Just want to feel numb. Just want to escape. And then you write off the whole next day or you get back to work, whatever that is. But uh, mental health is something that's not discussed a lot, bro. And on my channel, I'm going to be discussing a lot more of my journey. In fact, I think at the end of this week, we're doing a post on, you know, my history with substance abuse, um, you know, how it impacted me and and how I got out of it. So I'm like 14 and a half months sober right now. So, yeah, I don't don't think you knew that. Um, But yeah, when I saw you at Adrian's yeah, respect, man, I definitely wasn't drinking there, but it's a very tough industry. Um, I don't think there's a lot of support because I mean, a lot of the restaurants and a lot of the in- the places that you go work, yeah, um, you can't really show any signs of weakness. No, no, it, you it, know, it, because it, it'll be used against you. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, and then on the other hand, I feel people are taking advantage of it today. I have friends who own businesses and who own restaurants, and they have staff coming in telling them that they're taking mental health days. So again, it's that's it's that thing with where it's like you want to be compassionate and you want to yeah, empathize with your true. staff, but are they taking advantage of you? I mean, people are always going to take advantage and, 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 and yeah. mess things up for the rest, for the rest of the people. Right. Yeah. But um, I think it's important that uh, a healthy environment is fostered in the workplace, especially yeah. in kitchens. I mean, every industry, but it's really challenging. I mean, a yeah. lot of kids, a lot of cooks, they'll go into work and I mean, it's Tuesday to Sunday, 12 to 12. It's pressuring. You know, one, you have one day off to get everything done. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how I used to do it. Like yeah. one day for like haircut, laundry, dentist, passport rest. photos, yeah. rest, yeah. Um, meal prep, what, uh, whatever that is. Like yeah. everything gets crammed into a day. It's not, it's not even a day off. No. no. You, and then you go back and you bang out another six in a row. So it's really, really challenging. I mean, if there were shorter hours and, you know, maybe an extra day off a week, I think it would have a huge impact. And I know some chefs yeah. and some restaurants are implementing the four day work weeks and stuff like that. You know, you do your 12 hour shift, but it's only yeah. four days. So yeah. You so get it's, three it's off. still got two to rest or, you know, three. Yeah. That that's exactly it. But I'm glad you brought that up, man, because yeah. I want to share my story and yeah. I want to help people. And, people, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I it, want people to be able to reach out to me. And it's good when you can, you know, share your story. So when you speak on these topics is, you know where it's coming from, right? You understand it. You have lived it. And even over the years, I've seen so many chefs, you know, die from heart attack. You know, 
we see Anthony Bourdain who went with um suicide. We see a lot of stuff, and you'd wonder a chef who is verified, a chef was all his money, traveling the world as his own show. Why would he get to this place? But it'll understand that sometimes the higher you go, it's the darker it gets. The lonely yeah uh, yeah lonely as well yeah I agree lonely as you. well yeah i think it's important to also mention and discuss the fact that in most cases or in my opinion people post online what they want you to see see yeah if pretty, someone's having a really shitty day pretty part they, they <laughs> rear end somebody yeah or, you know they burn a whole chicken breast or, or burn a whole chicken or you know a piece uh, they, a piece of fish starts smoking in a pan very rarely are they going to share that side of them. And yeah. I'm using those as just examples for cooking and stuff. But ultimately, uh, you know, I can post happy photos all day and, and yeah. be on a beach and here doing this. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you never really know what's going on inside someone. And I think yeah. that's the case with Anthony Bourdain. I mean, a lot of the traveling that I've done, I've cooked in so many cool parts of the world, like Peru and Dubai and Italy and India, yeah. heading back to Pakistan in a few months, you know, back to Turks and stuff, cooked in Guyana, etc. I mean, I've done Scotland. I've done so much cool stuff. Um, and, and if I'm posting these photos and you're like, man, this guy lives a great life. Yeah, this but guy's good. This, yeah. yeah. The story that I'm going to release uh, later on uh, next week, you're going to see, and a lot of people will see that it wasn't always peaches and cream, man. Yeah. I mean, I was very good at manipulating and making you and everyone think that I had my shit together when really on, I was a good actor, but really yeah. on the inside, I was punishing a little bit. So yeah. definitely being very vulnerable in this post with the hopes of helping people. Yeah, I know I a lot that. of young kids look up to me, man, especially in the West Indian yeah. community. Like I went to Guyana day a couple of weeks ago yeah. and I was really overwhelmed at the love that I received there and yeah. kids coming up to me saying, yo, you're my favorite chef. I watch everything that yeah. you do. And it's important that I set a right example and yeah. let them know that, you know, it's okay to not be yeah. okay. And, yeah, so it's, it's sure, really important. I'm sure you feel much lighter now because even being an actor, you know, it's so much pressure because, you know, playing a different character and you're not being yourself. So now with you turning your story, freeing yourself, you can now be your true self. I only learned recently what being your authentic self was. Really? I thought being my authentic self was whatever I wanted you to think that was instead of actually being me. So it's a little bit different. I mean, like I've, I've only recently learned and started participating in like self-love and yeah. all these things. I never really knew about it before. I thought I was happy because I did things that made me happy. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, I was a little bit banged up and wasn't really processing feelings and emotions as much yeah. as, as I am now. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I can't wait for you to share that story. And I really appreciate yeah. your honesty. I appreciate your truth. And, you know, I wish more. And I hope that more people will come forward and share their story. And I just want to remind everyone, you know, just to the greatest thing that you can be is just to be yourself. That's it. Yeah. And it's hard, it's hard sometimes though. It's man. hard, I mean, especially with social media these days, because everybody wants to yeah. be like somebody, you know, and yeah. even, the, even the chefing world, right? We were talking about finding our niche and you said you recently found, you know, your, and I'm like, really? Find like, you know, your type of, your style of cuisine. Like you just find your niche, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Even that, yeah. even with that, yeah, <laughs> bro. It's like, man, I've been cooking now professionally thirteen. Uh, so, well, since since before culinary school, so I've been close to fifteen years now. And I mean, I felt like a little bit. I I met up with a really popular chef in Toronto. You yeah. know who he is. I don't need to mention his name, but he told me he told me like five six years ago. He's like, bro. You really need to hone in on yourself. Like, what do you want to represent? Yeah. How, like, what's your legacy? Like, 
like when I think of you, I, like I, I don't know. Like I think world inspired. I think television. I think yeah. this, that. But yeah, man, when I started nestling into West Indian cuisine and, yeah. and, and Indian cuisine, which is me, yeah, man, I got so comfortable. And I yeah. also, I'll be completely honest again, I never felt or I never recognized the fact that West Indian food could hold up to classical French and Italian and all these popular regions yeah. of cuisine that I was obsessed with. You know, uh, yeah. I never really thought that it could hold up to it. And then I realized, bro, it's my job. Yeah. It's my job to modernize it. Cre- and yeah, that's recreate, really what yeah. I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I take like, you know, Guyanese style pepper pot. I take yeah. all those same seasonings. I run it through lamb and I do lamb pepper pot samosas yeah. with smoked raita. Like I'm just hey. mashing, bro. I'm yeah. just mashing things. Mash up. Mash up. It's so much fun, yeah. man. So I know I'm you get this question blast. a lot. And as a chef, I ate this question. But like, do you have a favorite meal? I don't. I love food. <laughs> Yo, I get asked that all the time, man. Yeah. And every time someone asks me what my signature dish is, I give them a different response. Yeah. Um, my my favorite thing to eat, man. Oh, I actually it was off the top of my head right now. Yeah. There is something that, like, if I could just have one bite of something, it yeah. would be this. And it's uh, it's Xiao Long Bao or Si yeah. Long Bao, which yeah. is the juicy pork dumpling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, that's just like if, if I can close my eyes and be in a happy place, yeah. it's just when that bursts, that, that dumpling bursts yeah. with pork stock and fat in oh, my nice. mouth. Like yeah. that's really one of the most exciting things that I can eat. Yeah. <laughs> if, you sh- if you should have a dinner party, who would be at the table? What do you mean? Like out of anybody? Yeah. Anybody at all. Better alive, celebrity. Just oh, man. Want to, Bord- yeah. Anthony Bourdain, I'd really want there. David Kinch runs yeah. Manresa in California. He's a chef that I really, really adore. Yeah. You would be there. Hey. I'd, love bring, I'd love to bring Chef uh, <laughs> Chef Adrian Forte yeah. there. Uh, Dominique Crenn, I really yeah. love too. She's such a talented chef. Yeah. Uh, three stars, and she's so graceful. She's overcome a lot in her life. Yeah. So I really, really dig her. Um, that's a good chef yeah. stable that's a good chef stable good chef yeah. talk happening. I, I can see that happening you know different culture different mushroom yeah. happening I, right there i really like ludo lefebvre as well he's a french yeah. chef that trained under a lot of really cool chefs yeah. um actually i think three of the chefs that i mentioned have been on mind of a chef so anybody out there if you haven't watched that go watch that but ludo's yeah. out in la um i just really like his style i love people uh, with no rules yeah i really really appreciate watching that it inspires me to step out yeah. um my mom would be at that table for yeah. sure because my mom is one of my biggest influences and uh i share a lot of these uh culinary experiences that i get with her yeah and um what are you watching on netflix what's our do you have time man that? that's <laughs> such a good question bro yeah. um i just finished watching iron chef yeah. which they just released the new season i, I finished that already cry- i finished yeah that yeah, that 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 milk episode with uh with Curtis Duffy yeah. uh, was just ridiculous. So I've been watching that. I mean, I've polished all of the chef's table. Yeah, um, yeah. If I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you, bro, I'm chipping away at Animal Kingdom. No, it's not Animal <laughs> Kingdom. Am I tripping out right now? I'm watching this show right now, and I've been watching it for a while. I just wrapped up uh, Peaky Blinders, and yes, it is Animal Kingdom. So Animal okay. Kingdom. It's a show I started watching. It's about these surfers who pull heists. I don't know. I dig it. Yeah. And uh, I just finished up Peaky Blinders. And uh, whenever I get a time to watch something, that's a. Uh, I just finished up Succession too. If yeah. you haven't watched Succession, that's badass. Yo, yeah. there's a show my boy sent me called The Bear. I'm a yeah. couple episodes in. It's wicked. I'm gonna check. Maddie Matheson, yeah. executive producer. Oh yeah. 
Uh, the dude from um, Shameless, yeah. uh, the, the, one of the main characters in Shameless is in it. But if you are a cook or you have any experience in a kitchen or you're yeah. like yourself or myself, yeah, yeah. Um, bro, it's just all yeah. kitchen, 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 kitchen. It's like, watch those. it's my favorite. Man, yeah. the bear, I, I put it at the top of the list right now. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm not right. even finishing. Yo, it's just for chefs, man. Yeah. It's for, it's for industry. That there, was one of the, there was one that I watched that I love it so much. There was so much motivation in it. And I love that Netflix is going in that direction. Even um, Is It Cake was a good one on Netflix. Is It uh, Cake? Yeah. It's a, I, pastry, I, I, it's a pastry one that they have like shoes and box and some judges got to guess which one is the cake. And It's a good one. It's a fun one. Okay. It's a cake one. And I, you know, I'm into my cakes now. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So, there's also the School of Chocolate or what, or the, what, yeah. what was that one called? But that chef, yeah. uh, that was really enjoyable as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some good um, culinary show which I appreciate because it's a lot more motivation for, you know, the younger generation to see culinary in a different light. And That's it, man. And for me, my motivation was really Food Network when I saw Bobby Flay, Paula Dean, Rachel Ray. I'm like, oh, yeah, cooking yeah. is not just over these big pots and stove and this. You can be a food writer, food blogger. You can become a, a food judge. You know, there's so many endless possibility now. I agree with you completely, yeah. man. There's so many different avenues, and I like to say no, and 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 I like the fact that you know I've 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 I went completely unorthodox in Toronto, man. I went against the grain. Everyone spent time in restaurants, and I just started branding yeah. myself, and I just started saying yes to everything. Yeah, and I made so many mistakes, and I continue to make make mistakes, and I try to learn from them. Yeah, but I mean, I just I was a yes man. Like in my career, I said I don't own anymore. Yeah, I said yes to everything. Just everything to experience, yeah. and that helped help you, and that helped you, right? Yeah, until, man. I mean, until, everything until you, until you start to learn what to say no to, how you got to realize like, yeah, everything is experience, bro. So yeah. anywhere that I thought I took an L it's yeah. all experience. So there's no wins or losses. I mean, it's just all experience. That's how I see it. And, yeah. uh, just taking risks, man, you miss all yeah. the shots you don't take no risk, no reward. I firmly believe in those things. No risk, no reward. And I think we, and I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up this show. But before we go, is there anything next on the radar? So I know the video is coming out when next week sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, yeah. Uh, constantly. I appreciate you asking. Constantly yeah. putting out uh, content to inspire yeah. uh, on Instagram at Chef Devin, D E V A N, Sh at yeah. Chef Devin on TikTok, mm. Chef Devin Rajkumar, yeah. Rajkumar on Facebook, yeah. uh, Chef Devin Rajkumar on YouTube. Yeah. Lots of cool content coming out. But yeah, the soups and sauces. Okay. I, I'm a partner with Just Soup, Just Sauce. We're yeah. all over the city get in contact with me to find out where you can pick those up butter chicken sauces launching end yeah. of august and more soups are coming more sauces frozen meals and hot sauces nice. are all coming one of the reasons why i want to expand into retail is because i can hit more people i can touch more people reach if, more, I yeah. up, if i reach yes that's the word i'm looking for if yeah. i'm opening up a restaurant in toronto it's limited uh, i can only i can only reach so many people but you know we're nationwide yeah that's it man yeah we're nationwide with sobeys we're yeah. in a thousand I'm, stores and i know soup, so. one morning i got up and i saw you choose violence on instagram when you did this video about <laughs> should you wash the meat or not and that video like you know or caribbean people we're gonna wash the meat right that video was that, like that was funny that, <laughs> that video went viral there's two i i did it to start a conversation but you educate as well which I, I love yes i well it's recommended not to wash meat but if you're from the caribbean uh west indies like aunts uncles yeah. like close family friends they all pretty much disown me for 24 hours there but i just wanted to start the conversation because it's recommended that you don't yeah but, uh, i mean anybody like 
anybody in our family would always wash with vinegar lime whatever that looks like and i mean yeah it's up to you what you want to do there but yeah um that was a, a very controversial video yeah man so thank you so much for passing through bro i think they're telling me i have a, well, less than a minute so thank you so much yeah, for yeah. passing through and i can't wait to cook with you you know yeah this felt like two minutes chef i appreciate it man i know much man, love I appreciate and it. i'll be i'll be I following you run. too so <laughs> are, are you resting today chilling today vibing just at the gym i have uh, calls and meetings all day we're hustling it's that time we've reached the end of another show thank you for listening if you have enjoyed this episode and you like to support this podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review remember to follow us on instagram at what's cooking with chef noel and to catch all the latest from me you can follow me on instagram facebook and twitter at i am chef noel until next time see ya